The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, well, well. Here we are again. Second hour of the show. And um, craziness happening halfway around the world. And I have to address something. Glenn always says we should lead with our mistakes. Saturday morning on this show, I was all confident. I was feeling like, wow, we've, we've done some pretty cool, cool diplomatic work without being diplomatically connected to that bobo over in North Korea. We hadn't heard anything out of Kim Jong-un for so long. I thought, well, maybe China's doing its thing. Maybe China's squeezing a little bit. And and I was predicting, and then you guys know, just bet bet the other side of what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was predicting that, uh, that we were going to make some kind of a deal with Kim Jong-un, that we were going to be able to say, hey, he's going to sit down with us and we're going to have a discussion. And then we get word that Kim Jong-un has launched a new ground-to-ground intermediate ballistic missile, one that flew allegedly for 30 minutes before dropping into the, the sea between North Korea's east coast and Japan. This is the same area they consistently launch missiles. The Japanese are not happy. They said the missile could be a new type compared to the previous five unsuccessful launches carried out by the North Koreans. And uh, not happy about it because of the height it achieved and because it, it was also something that landed 60 miles from Russia. Do we think Russia's happy about this? I don't think so. I, I really think, I think Putin's got to be more nervous about this than we do. And you know Putin has got troops on the border. But I, I'm going to raise my hand right now and say, look, I was wrong. I thought we had uh, gotten something going and at least something moving forward with North Korea. And that maybe there would be talks. No, I don't think Donald Trump is going to sit down with Kim Jong-un. 
what I think is going to happen with North Korea, ultimately, if we do sit down, will be a Rex Tillerson-type negotiation, a Secretary of State-type negotiation. But I don't think you're going to send the president to sit down. It would just be insane to do that. And now that I've said it would be insane, watch. Watch what happens. But this is really kind kind of disturbing news. And they're saying that this this latest missile launch could actually be the one that carries a nuclear warhead that that they've gotten much better at crafting their their rocketry and that the missile they launched on Sunday and tested Sunday could carry a large nuclear warhead, not a shrunken one, but this one apparently got as high as 1,300 miles, and flew almost 500 miles. So this is a little disturbing. Now, do we know the red line in the sand on North Korea? I know there was discussion that if they were getting successful in their missile launches, and that if they created a rocket that was big enough, big enough to uh, carry a a nuclear warhead that we would shut that down pretty quickly. But this one, this one getting up over 1,300 feet in the air and flying for 30 minutes, uh, that indicates, according to people in the science world, that the, this is an extended-range missile. And um, based on how high... It got up in the in the atmosphere or above the atmosphere. It could technically reach Guam, a U.S. terror, which is not good, not good for us uh, in any stretch of the imagination. So they're kind of halfway or a third of a way to an intercontinental ballistic missile. This one doesn't have the two and three stages on it, so uh, a little a little bit of a worry. The fact that North Korea continues to move this way, again, especially after I was predicting on Saturday, hey, we're making great progress with these people. No, we apparently are not. And our U.N. Secretary Nikki Haley was uh, absolutely uh, front and center on the Sunday morning talk shows about this. Uh, the, The U.N. Ambassador Haley spoke about how we're going to get a... uh, how we're going to get a, a situation where the United States and North Korea will sit down and negotiate. Having a, a missile test is not the way to sit down with the president because he's absolutely not going to do it. See, I don't think, I really don't think that Kim Jong-un is going to sit down with Donald Trump. I Look, Mr. Trump has done a lot of wild stuff. But to sit down with this guy, the guy who destroyed a family member with anti-aircraft guns, if you want to see it, look it up. Rumored to have killed his own brother or ordered the killing of his own brother in order to protect his his throne. Haley continued talking about it. He can sit there and say all the conditions he wants. Until he meets our conditions, we're not sitting down with him. Yeah, well, I think that's that's a good policy to have out there in the middle of nowhere. That we should tell him, you can talk to the wind all you want, sir. But until you come to the table, until you show us that you are capable of behaving 
in the way the rest of the the civilized world behaves that we're not talking to you at all. There's a lot of sanctions left that we can start to do, whether it's with oil, whether it's with energy, whether it's with their maritime ships, exports. We can do a lot of different things that we haven't done yet. So our options are there. Our options are there, but what really are we doing? I think we need hard information on what we're doing. I think we deserve to know more. Because in the last, what, two weeks, we now heard that not only has North Korea continued its missile program, and now we have evidence of it from this last test, but they're also building these islands in the South Pacific the same way China has been doing. And anybody wonder where that technology came from? It seems like it's pretty obvious. Have we actually gotten China in line? Is China squeezing North Korea the way we would like them to squeeze North North Korea? It doesn't feel like it, does it? Not when you have this kind of a test. And who's really at risk on this one, on this test? I don't know if it was China. It seems like it's Russia and South Korea. And South Korea and Japan probably worried more than anybody because I think Russia thinks they could crush the North Koreans pretty darn quickly. And the region threatened in Russia by the North Koreans, certainly not as populated as, as, the, uh, as, as Seoul, South Korea. So we've got, once again, we got this guy running out of control, a bad actor, uh, with with nobody pulling him back. So what what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, we're all busy trying to figure out what the hell happened with with Donald Trump and the FBI director and the investigation into Russia. We're all we're all worried about that, aren't we? When you've got this guy behaving badly and you've got a computer virus bouncing around the world. I'm just saying. Now, let's, let's shift over to the Jim Comey situation. Let's talk about the fact that Comey has reportedly said he will testify. He will come in and sit in a, a Senate hearing. He'll sit in a House hearing. He will testify, but he doesn't want it behind closed doors. He wants it all out in the open. And that based on the questions asked, if they do get into very sensitive situations on the topics, Comey has said they will, he will let you know, hey, we're in a uh, we're in sensitive area here. We need to go into a skiff. The skiff is one of those secure rooms, so they would pause whatever they were doing, go into the skiff area. He would brief the members of the committee there, and they, they would come back and continue. But Comey wants it all out in the open. He wants it all to be heard by the American people. And I, I support that. So why not, people? Why not? Well, here, you're going to hear the continued push from the left to get the independent investigation. And I know I've said on this show, I support the independent investigation. I, I would stand up and say, okay, let's have an independent investigation into whether or not the Trump campaign had collusion with knowingly with the Russians because based on everything I've heard there it hasn't been any collusion 
based on people who've seen all the evidence, and, you know, Maxine Waters is among them, Dianne Feinstein is among them, and Lindsey Graham's among them. They have said they have not seen any evidence that would lead them to believe there was collusion. Graham was on Meet the Press on Saturday, on Sunday, and I think Graham gave a, a very clear statement when he was talking about the whole situation and how we should handle the investigation going forward. Right now, I do not believe President Trump is a target or subject of any investigation regarding collusion with the Russians. That's what I believe. But this tweet has to be answered. I would advise the president not to tweet or comment about the investigation as we go forward. The Russians did interfere in our election. I don't think they changed the outcome. I have no evidence of collusion. But the president needs to back off here and let the investigation go forward. We need to call Comey and get to the bottom of all of this. And I think it's time for an FBI agent to lead the FBI when it when you talk about a new person to yeah. lead the FBI I actually agree with Lindsey Graham circle this date May 15th Lindsey Graham and I agree on uh, we'll work backwards on the the FBI agent to lead the FBI I know I wanted Trey Gowdy but I think based on what we're hearing about the attitude and the the morale inside the FBI you need someone from their own ranks. And why not McCabe? Why not the guy? He already looks like a FBI director, doesn't he? Well, we'll see. We shall see. I, I, I'm nervous that the Trump administration is going to want to stay away from somebody who could be considered loyal to Jim Comey. And anybody you bring who has Trump loyalty on them, even in the tiniest bit, is going to get pushback from Democrats. Chuck Schumer isn't going to let that happen. But Lindsey Graham is telling us he didn't see any collusion, and he certainly looked into it. Maxine Waters, as, as we said, she has said she didn't see any collusion. She saw plenty of smoke. Oh, and we'll get into Maxine Waters just around the bend, too. There's more on anti-Max. Uh, but the, the former director of uh, intelligence, the national director of intelligence, James Clapper, was also making the rounds. And what gets me nervous is if, if you watch Comey on Meet the Press and then on ABC with George Stephanopoulos and then on Fox News, he's saying the exact same thing, which means it's, it's talking points and it's practiced and he's not answering a question. He's just getting out his or their side of the story. I'll play those for you next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951.
Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Just a reminder, if you haven't done it, you need to do it. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about picking up the phone and getting a hold of my friends at Relief Factor. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, welcome to the planet, because for the last, oh, this is the ninth week now, I have been taking an all-natural anti-inflammatory called Relief Factor. It has done amazing things for me, personally. I'm in my late 50s. I ran a lot of marathons. I I trained running half marathons. And for years and years and years, I beat the tar out of my knees. And just lately, they started hurting like crazy. And out of nowhere, Brad Staggs and Doc Thompson go, hey, 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 hey. Your knee's bugging you? Yeah, thanks, Kreskin. Why don't you try Relief Factor? Call them, 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It is an all-natural anti-inflammatory. They package it so you just... You put a bunch of the packs in your bag or your purse and you breakfast, lunch and dinner, take your relief factor. And guess what? Some seven to 10 days later, most people experience relief. People are tying their shoes. People are able to get up and down off the floor. People are able to see the, the, the swelling and inflammation in their joints suddenly decrease to the point where they don't need medicine. They get their lives back. I stopped taking over the counter pain medication One week into taking Relief Factor, and I have not gone back to it. I don't take prescription pills. I only take Relief Factor. You want information, go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com right now, or call them. Talk about the three-week quick start pack, $19.95. You will say, I wish I'd have done this sooner. It's called Relief Factor. Don't wait. 800-500-8384. I was talking about uh, James Clapper, the guy who was the uh, director of uh, national director of intelligence, kind of a high, highly ranked individual in our nation, right? A guy you would think has his, his finger on the pulse of safety and security and interested in keeping the nation safe. I would think so. Clapper made the rounds this weekend and appeared in front of uh, no fewer than three different Sunday talk shows. But it's, it always gets me that you have three very different angles on things. You have the very liberal NBC angle, you have the left-leaning CNN, and then you have the right-leaning Fox. And yet, Comey comes out with pretty much the same answers to questions on all of them. And to me, that that just means somebody's repeating talking points. Here he was on Meet the Press, right here. And it's very uh, disturbing to me that uh, the the negative morale impact this this, uh, event has had. Well, he's talking about the negative morale impact that the firing of of the FBI director had. Because he knows the FBI director, he knows people inside the FBI. Our institutions are under assault, both externally, and that's that's the big news here, is the Russian interference in our election system. And I think as well, our institutions are under assault internally. So he's talking about internally, 
which we know about external. We know about the Russians, and the Russians are doing what we've tried to do for decades. But now he's talking about internally under attack? The Founding Fathers created a system of three co-equal branches of government and a built-in system of checks and balances. And I Yes, they did. Three co-equal branches of government. I feel as though that's, that's under assault and, and is eroding. Well, he's allowed to feel that way. Whether or not that's accurate is a different thing altogether. It would, came as a great shock to, um, and was very disturbing to uh, FBI employees. Well, yeah, it's, it's always disturbing if you happen to like your boss and your boss gets fired. But if your boss isn't doing their job and the person who's allowed to hire and fire them removes them, then that's kind of just tough cookies, isn't it? And maybe it is why Lindsey Graham wants a person from the FBI rank and file to take over as director. It's going to be a tough one for Trump if he didn't trust the director and called him a showboat and all those people are loyal to him. It might be difficult for the president to find someone in there. We'll get back to this after the break. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Oh, I got a few things I have to get to today. I got a few things just bubbling. We're talking about uh, Jim Clapper and his curious statements to um, all of the Sunday talk shows and pretty much all the same thing over and over and over again, which means it's talking points to me. And then I automatically discount it when I hear that. Ben Sass, Senator Ben Sass, who I think is on with Glenn Beck tomorrow, Unless I missed him today, but I think he's coming on tomorrow. Senator Sass was talking about the firing of the FBI director. And Ben Sass has some really interesting things to say, and he's a guy I respect greatly. Here are just a couple of his clips from yesterday. We need to talk honestly about our institutions that need to be restored and need to have the ability for people in five and eight and ten years to trust these institutions. So he's basically saying some of our institutions we no longer trust. The people don't trust them because we have suspicious things going on. We make curious statements. We tweet about things in the middle of the night. He talked more about Comey and the firing. People can think that he executed his job in all sorts of clunky and imperfect ways. That's a different question than whether or not he should have been fired the way he was last week. He makes a great point there. Comey, in the minds of many people, if you read the story on The Blaze about the survey, the latest Pew survey, in the minds of a lot of people, he should have been fired, just not fired the way he was. And you can take exception with the manner, but whether or not Comey deserved to be fired, I think most reasonable people believe Comey was not doing the job 
that we really wanted him to do. Witness the reaction from the Stephen Colbert audience, a very liberal audience, who applauded when they heard that Comey had been fired. And then Colbert had to tell him, wait a minute, you're not supposed to react that way. Ben Sass had just a little more to say on the termination of FBI Director Jim Comey. I'm disappointed in the timing of the firing, but I want to preserve room that there's lots of reasonable reasons that people across the political spectrum can argue about the way the FBI leadership conducted its business in the 2016 cycle. Reasonable reasons about the way the FBI conducted its business during the 2016 political cycle. I, I'm very interested to hear more from Ben Sass. And I hope he's not one of these guys that once, once he gets entrenched in D.C., he sees that whether or not he can actually change something and gives up. He's the kind of guy I think we need more of in Washington, a guy who, who can dig in on principles. I had a story I have to get to. I got a couple of airline stories, and I wanted to, um, I wanted to just – I wish we could get United Airlines – on some sort of hotline and just say, what are you doing, United Airlines? United Airlines, once again, in the news, uh, again, for not dragging a passenger off a plane, not throwing people uh, out of their seats and telling them they can't fly despite the fact that they're flying towards their, their wedding and their wedding party is already there. No, this the latest screw-up with with United Airlines, happened on a flight that was going from Houston to Ecuador. And as, now, now get this. This is, this is the, the nightmare of nightmares, I think, the latest, because it hit everybody on the plane. It didn't hit just the, um, just the, the person, like the person who got dragged off that flight. This nailed every single person on this flight. I think it was flight 1035 from Houston to Ecuador. They load up the plane and you, you know what you're thinking. All right. You've got your ticket. You have your boarding pass. You paid the $35 extra so you could get priority boarding, right? First of all, priority boarding is not priority boarding. This, this already has me ticked off with the airlines. You, you pay the extra money so you can move up. And get on the plane quicker and grab an overhead luggage compartment spot. And what do they do when they call your flight for boarding? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to board flight 1035 right now. We're going to board, board the plane based on your boarding group. So please look at, your, look at your ticket now and check your boarding group. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm in boarding group one. I'm good. At this time, we would like to invite parents with children to board the plane, parents who need assistance with children. Okay, so that's a group. I'm not in group one. I'm already in group two. A few people scurry up. Okay, at this time, if there's anyone who needs a little extra assistance, if uh, you're wheelchair bound and you need some help, uh, we'd like to board those people now. So now we have two groups, and I could, I could, I'm okay with both of those groups. Those are people who need it. And yet, we're still not moving into boarding group one. First class passengers, you are welcome to board the plane right now, please. Our first class passengers, welcome to United 1035. All right, I get it. First, pa 
class passengers pay a lot of money to be on a plane, right? Yes. But I'm still, even if I'm in boarding group one on my ticket, I'm, I'm in boarding group four at this point. But I'm still not boarding. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we would now like to extend a courtesy to any members of the U.S. military in uniform to board the plane. All right, I can't be mad at that one. But that still puts me now in boarding group five. Even though my ticket says boarding group one, I'm in boarding group five. Okay, okay. There's not that many people. First class isn't going to compete with my hopes to get the perfect overhead compartment open up to put my my carry-on there. Now all the military people are on. Ladies and gentlemen, at this point, we would like to invite our platinum and gold members of our frequent flyer club to board the plane. All right. So now platinum and gold flyers and then the people who have the affinity card for the airlines. So boarding group one is actually boarding group seven. And now after standing there, after enduring the the indignity of the TSA pat down and the security gauntlet, and then standing in line and getting on the plane, and you wonder why people are fighting on planes after all this. They finally board boarding group one. It's actually boarding group eight, if you want to be honest with it. And you get on the plane and you hope to God that the people who managed to board ahead of you, who might be sitting in row 35, didn't scarf up all of the overhead compartment storage because that's what happens. You get on the plane, everybody gets in, you get buckled in, we're ready to go. We pull back from the gate. Ladies and gentlemen, this is flight 1035. The captain's preparing to taxi out. We're going to be number 27 in line for takeoff. We should be taking off here pretty quickly. It'll take us about an extra 20 minutes to get off the ground. But the uh, skies are clear and we'll make up time in the sky. That's great. I think they build in all of that delay in the departure and arrival time so they can't be considered late right you know that's there so now flight 1035 is out on the runway they're about they're probably three or four planes away from taking off and heading from houston to ecuador and that's just about the time somebody somebody in coach pushes the button for the flight attendant ding ding now, everybody's buckled in and ready to go. Flight attendants, prepare for takeoff. But no, hold on. Somebody hits the button. A person in coach spotted a scorpion coming out of the clothing of another passenger. This is the second scorpion on a United Airlines flight in less than two months. And the last one st- reportedly stung the guy on the head while he was eating his meal. So what happens with this full flight headed to Ecuador? Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be heading back to the gate. We have a minor problem we need to deal with. The plane loses its place in line, goes back to the terminal. They didn't just drag one person off the plane. Everybody had to get off the plane. Every single person. There was no report on whether or not they actually caught the scorpion. Every person was taken off the plane. You had to take your carry-on with you. You had to go out. You had to wait for another plane to get there and pull up. 
And then you had to go through the entire boarding process again. And what did United Airlines do for all of those passengers who were inconvenienced? They gave them a voucher for a free lunch. Isn't that wonderful? And you wonder why people are behaving like it's the end of times on the planes, why they're willing to get into fistfights on the planes, in the terminals. I feel badly for those people on 1035. I feel worse for the people who paid the extra money to be in the first boarding group, and they end up in the eighth boarding group fighting for space in the overhead bin. I long for the days when air travel was glamorous, luxurious, and everybody dressed. Like they were going to Easter, Easter Sunday services, not like they were going to a pajama party. All right. I'm, I'm, United Airlines, good luck. God bless. Maybe this just means you'll lower the fares a little bit more, especially on the flights with the, uh, with the scorpions. Where are the scorpions coming from? I got to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back. And, you know, I get all wound up because I'm just ticked off about the way airlines treat people. Okay, I'm ticked off about the way airlines treat me. But that's a different story, mostly because I have a trip planned in a couple of weeks. And I'm not looking forward to going through that procedure that we just covered. SNL this, this year has had a massive year due to one one name and one name only. Trump. Donald Trump is getting credit for giving Saturday Night Live a massive infusion of new ratings. And um, they're, they're taking advantage of it. And they also are doing things that are not Trump related, that are more contemporary issue related. For example, did you happen to catch SNL this weekend? They did a, a parody on those Alexas, those those voice devices that are in your house listening to you and allegedly answering you. This was the SNL, I think it was called the Echo Silver, and it was for seniors who don't quite understand how these devices work. The new Amazon Echo has everyone asking Alexa for help. Alexa, what time is it? What the hell is wrong with this blasted thing? Amanda! But the latest technology isn't always easy to use for people of a certain age. These kids done bought me a busted machine again. On Gessa! That's why Amazon partnered with AARP to present the new Amazon Echo Silver, the only smart speaker device designed specifically to be used by the greatest generation. It's super loud and responds to any name even remotely close to Alexa, so they can find out the weather. Allegra. What is the weather outside? It is 74 degrees and sunny. Huh? It is 74 degrees and sunny. Where? Outside. What about it? 
The temperature outside is 74 degrees and sunny. I don't know about that. The latest in sports. Clarissa, how many did old Satchel strike out last night? Satchel Paige died in 1982. How many he get? Satchel Paige is dead. He what now? Died. Who did? Satchel Paige. Oh. I don't know about that. Even local news and pop culture. Anita, what them boys up to across the street? They are just playing. They what now? They are just playing. You say they just playing now? Yes, they are just playing. I don't know about that. Pair it to smart devices like your thermostat. Alessandra, turn the heat up. The room is already 100 degrees. Are you trying to kill me, Alize? The new Amazon Echo Silver plays all the music they loved when they were young. Angela, play black jazz. Playing, uh, jazz. <laughs> It also has a quick scan feature to help it's, them find things. It's wonderful, this commercial. I can't play the entire thing. If you want it, you can find it on the YouTubes under SNL. I should tweet out a link to it. Uh, and just in case anyone is listening with their Alexa at home, Alexa, turn all the lights off. I wonder if it ever works. I just wonder. I won't have one in the house. I just don't like the idea of the government putting a listening device inside my home. I could be, I could be my worst, <laughs> my own worst enemy, right? When we get back, Dr. Wendy is going to join us. Dr. Wendy Patrick, who will discuss some of the legal issues of the day. I want to ask her not only about the possible replacements for the FBI director, but if if the United States government could be on the hook for any of the damage done because a bit of evil software or code that we created was used to shut down computers all around the world in this ransomware scandal, are we going to be on the hook for all of those frozen computers? Maybe Dr. Wendy knows. Maybe she doesn't. We'll, we'll find out after the break. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.